This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to our newest season of Humane Podcast in 2021. Humane is your first look at the startups and industry titans that are leading and disrupting ML and AI, data science, developer tools, and technical education. I am your host, David Jakobovich, and this is Humane. If you like this episode, remember to subscribe and leave a review. Now, on to our show. Welcome back, listeners, to the Humane Podcast. Today, we're honored to bring to you our guest, who is Ivy Liu, the chief data scientist at Oxygen. Ivy has a career that stems deep in the data science industry, having previously worked at multiple fintech companies and big tech companies, including Capital One and Apple. Ivy, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, David. Well, I'm really excited about today's show because Oxygen is at the heart, not only a fintech company, but also a data science and AI company. And myself as the host for both Humane and Voice of Fintech, we previously featured on Voice of Fintech, one of your leaders from Oxygen. We talked a lot more about the business, about how Oxygen has been growing across the industry. And now we're going to dive more into the technology today. Before we dive into Oxygen and what the product is, Ivy, can you tee up for our audience a little bit about your background being in the data science industry? Yeah, so I joined the Capital One as a data scientist after my graduation from George Mason University with a PhD in geographic information science. So I worked extensively on transaction-based customer-facing product while I was at Capital One. For example, I worked on matching transaction data with merchant information and also alerting customers with annual transactions on their accounts. 
And then after I moved to the West Coast, I joined Apple. So at Apple, I work on an anti-fraud team where we fight against all kinds of fraud and abuse within the whole Apple ecosystem to bring trust and safety to the Apple customers. So we deal with uh, different, all different kinds of fraud, like account farming, account takeover, and message fraud, fraudulent reveals and charging in the App Store and piracy content. So I was responsible for fraud in one specific domain in the area, and I built machine learning models to identify fraudsters, as well as to engage policy-making process to mitigate fraud. So you see, like I have a lot of experience working with the banking and transactional data from my time at Capital One. And then I learned a lot about the fraudulent uh, abuse from my role at Apple's MT fraud team. So both experiments helped me preparing my new challenge at Oxygen as a fintech company. So yeah, that's my how my career <laughs> proceeded from a traditional uh, banking industry to a bit large technology company. And now I'm at uh, this fintech company, Oxygen. It's super exciting. You know, recently on Voice of Fintech, um, the other show that I co-host, I brought in Ryan Conway, who's the senior vice president and head of business development and strategic partnerships at Oxygen. We spoke about banking for small businesses and fintech trends, more on the business side, right? The evolution from fintech 1.0 to 2.0 to 3.0. And it sounds like yourself, you've been on the technology side of those fintech changes. How have you seen the fintech industry evolve with the data science, these challenges you've been learning and these lessons learned as you've been scaling data science for different fintech products? Yeah, for sure. So I do see like there are multiple challenges. Like I have never experienced uh, one while I was at a large company like Capital One or like Apple, which is even larger. So as a fintech startup, Especially if you join like me as the first data scientist, you are facing a lot of uh, challenges that uh, I never experienced before. So for example, collaboration challenge. So since you are the only one and only uh, data scientist on the team, so basically you are collaborating with so many different teams and departments from operation, fraud, marketing, customer support, product feature. So everyone has, uh, you need to collaborate with every single one on the different departments and understand their needs, understand their pain. Also comes with, uh, related to the first challenge as a collaboration comes with the prioritization, right? So basically, since you are the only one, you are a small team, but on the contracts, every single department and line of business will need some help one way or the other. They all need some kind of a data and analytical support for their business. So uh, how can you prioritize things to make sure you are not the blocker of the whole company? You can help them move things forward. You can help with the business decision. Like that's a huge thing. That's a huge challenge for prioritization. And also for a fintech startup, because you are just starting. So there's always this challenge for code start. Basically, you have no label, you have no data, you have no infrastructure, and you have no one to turn to to help you. So how can you challenge, how can you solve this challenge of a code start? So that's also uh, what I see a huge challenge when you are trying to start a data science team within the fintech startup. 
you know, I've seen firsthand working at different startups as well, Galvanize, General Assembly, and Single Store, that one thing we've done on the data science side, which I think is quite similar to software engineering, is solving collaboration by having collaboration tools, right? And some of those tools, of course, are perhaps like Slack or Microsoft Teams or mm-hmm. Jira or Confluence to manage a lot of issues and project management. I think that's critical because I can't imagine yourself as data scientist number one, right? You must be having a fire hose of requests. Yes. Of course, now, <laughs> fast forward two years, you know, you are leading and scaling data science across the entire organization. You know, from those challenges you talked about, collaboration, prioritization, cold start, how have those evolved for you and your team over time? Yeah, so I think for collaboration, how I solve it is like, I think the data science team should be positioned as the foundation and the cross-function team within the whole organization. So for each line of the business, data scientists should have the domain knowledge about the problem they are trying to deal with. So for example, for product, we need to deep understand the product features and have the product sense to drive decisions. And then for fraud and risk, we need to have this anti-fraud experience. We need to know what's the trendy thing in the current fraud trend and also have the financial knowledge about the credit risk. For marketing and growth, we need to understand the customer acquisition, the old marketing strategy, how the ad campaign works, how we do the A-B testing. And then last but not least, for operation, we need to understand the user experience, conduct uh, user interviews, and understand and work on the with the compliance regulation requirements. And also, I think the data science team need to collaborate with the engineer teams, need to work with the data infrastructure, which is the foundation to all the analytical and machine learning projects. So before, when I, I'm the only data scientist, I just usually just uh, prioritize myself and then have some, this prioritization procedure in my mind, and then I know what to work on, how to collaborate. But now with the team grow, I'm trying to set up the uh, spring planning to have team be on agile so that everybody is uh, like pretty clear what they want to do in the next sprint and how much they want to do so that we don't burn everybody out. So they still have a very good work balance here in Oxygen. That's right. And Ivy, as you mentioned, there's multiple data science projects at Oxygen. One of the misnomers that new data scientists to the industry don't know until they get into data science is that projects don't stop when you ship the product, but in fact, it's an iterative cycle. So working on things like fraud and product features and operations continue, and it's a continuous loop. What have you seen about some of these data science projects at Oxygen that you found very fascinating to share with the audience? Yeah, I can give a probably a general introduction about each of the line of business, and then I can give a detailed example of something I worked on and pretty excited about. So first, uh, in general, so for fraud, so at the beginning of the time, I've been involved very extensively on fraud. I spend a lot of time on fraud because we are new to the market. We just launched and we are kind of a uh, from a target for the fraudsters. So they specifically target the newly founded uh, fintechs a lot because uh, like they always think like the new fintechs, they don't have good fraud controls. So I collaborated with our fraud team to set up a lot of uh, 
protections uh, in the process and we collaborate with different fraud vendors. So help set up all the parameters, all the controls in place in the fraud vendors for our sign-up status. After the sign-up flow is pretty under control, I built a preliminary machine learning model for the fraudsters uh, for detect, to detect the fraudsters after sign up for the behaviors they then with our card. So that's uh, kind of the fraud project that we have at Oxygen. So basically all kinds of a fraud, we can try to solve it from a machine learning perspective. And then for operation, uh, so as you know, we are a customer facing product. So every day we have so many customer contact us for one reason or the other. So that generates a lot of a uh, customer chat script or phone calls. So I use machine learning to analyze those scripts, to uh, analyze those phone recordings and to get what's the most uh, critical issues that we have. Why do people contact us and can we solve for them before they contact us so that we can reduce our contact rate or reduce the cost for the agent? And then for marketing, like marketing is so critical for fintech startups because we need to understand how can we spend our money wisely? What's our CAC? What's the most uh, efficient channel? What's the most efficient channel that can bring the best customer? So I collaborate with our marketing team a lot to understand like what's the best channel to use, what's the best ads to use. So that's the marketing project we have in, uh, uh, that's the marketing project we have at Oxygen for Machine Learning. And then uh, last month, but not the least, we created so many great product features in the Oxygen app. And one specific example I want to give is the project where we clean up the transaction details for the customers. So as you know, like even though like all the neobanks or the fintech apps are all are so fancy and so slim, uh, so good looking, but behind the scene, all the information is still uh, in a very legacy system, like decade old system. So for example, for the transactions, the what we receive from our transaction processor, the transaction looks very messy. All of the letters are capitalized and uh, there's no information about the merchant at all. So at the first iteration of the app, we just show whatever the transaction processor showed us. And if you look at our app at that moment, it looks very ugly because of all these capital letters and the minimalist numbers in the transaction description and feels like your banking is yelling at you. So I see this as a low-hanging fruit that we can quickly find some solution to prettyize the UI, but also enhance the transaction with the merchant information. So that also helps a lot for the customers so that they can understand where they transact, they don't call us for disputes. So what I did is I make this logic where we can identify those chain merchants and branded names, for example, Starbucks, Walmart, Trader Joe's, those are like pretty famous chains. And then we can enhance the transaction with the merchant name, with the merchant logo, clean up the name, and even show a small map in the app. With this app, you can remember uh, where you shopped. So that 
not only helps the customer in the UI sense, but also help us to understand all of our transaction and all of our customer behavior. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. You know, I'm reminded when you're going through all these products, Ivy, is that data science has truly become like software engineering. As we're moving into the 2020s, the data science stack continues to mature. There's a lot of open source developer tools that have now matured to become an augmentation to the software engineer stack, which means when you're organizing and scaling a data science team, it might be quite similar to building and scaling a software engineering team. So I'd like to hear from your experience, what is needed for a good data science team? That's a great question. So I, I did help um, our team to hire some engineers on the side. So I do see the similarity while I was trying to find a good candidate. But I, I also think like at this stage, there are just so many great uh enterprise-level AI platform that helps so much on the infrastructure side. So you can also argue that the data science doesn't need to be very technical or very have, has strong knowledge in the software engineer side. So, for example, I recently just uh, saw a demo from a vendor where they just uh, streamline all the machine learning process from uh, data cleaning, data waggling, and then to feature generation to pick up the model so they can run so many models parallelly and pick up the best ones that suited for your problem, for your data. And then also they can also do what you mentioned as monitoring, as uh, uh, see whether there's any bias in your data or like any transition in your data trend. So I do see this days like data scientists may be required than different skills than before. So for example, when, while I was at, as a, working as a machine learning engineer at Apple, so I was uh, using all of the coding skills, the statistician skills. But nowadays, I think um, maybe the coding skills is not required anymore with such a good tool for data scientists and for machine learning engineers. But ultimately, I still think 
the important thing is the statistician background, the, the machine learning algorithm, the deep understanding of the machine learning algorithms. And also what's important is the deep understanding of the problem they are solving. So you may have really great technical skills, but if you don't have the context of the problem you are solving, maybe you are solving the wrong problem. So I would encourage all the data scientists and the machine learning engineer or whoever want to get into the data science domain to really understand which industry do you want to go to and then how can you get more domain knowledge. So I think that the domain knowledge is actually valuable as a data scientist. So this context is very powerful on the different products that you're building in the data science organization. And for data scientists who are listening to the show today, there's always been a lot of talk about teams being as hub and spoke and centralized and many different other models as well and different roles for the team. Um, What are some of the best practices you've seen building and scaling your teams? Great question. So I, I'm thinking um, like this is a pretty natural transition from centralized to embedded. So there are two types of uh, team structure, like like you mentioned. So one is like every all of the data science team are belong to one centralized team, and then people may wear multiple hats. So one day you may work on project A, the other day you work on project B. Versus another one is more embedded. So within the data science team or this team, there will be some small teams and one team may be fully responsible for, let's say, operation. The other is for marketing. So I'm thinking like for our data science team, my design is like at the early stage because we're pretty small right now, we only have two people I guess two more are joining, but like with this team size, it makes sense to have everybody wearing multiple hats so that all the data scientists can have a chance to be explored to different things. That's also a benefit to join as a startup. So you are not all dealing with just a one single problem in the entire, like in the huge machine, like what I did before for all those large companies. But otherwise, you will have this chance to explore different problems in different domains that you don't have chance before. So at this stage, encourage our, my team members to explore different things, to wear multiple hats, to work on different projects from time to time. But as the team grow, as the oxygen grow, as the, our data science team grow, I think it makes sense to adopt this embedded format so that we'll have people dedicated to marketing. We will have people dedicated to product feature. I guess like within the team, there could be rotation in the future, but uh, I think this change from this centralized position to an embedded, embedded version that's also is natural as the growth of the whole company. Yeah, I always think that dedicated resources is one of the best ways to uh, build and scale products. And naturally, of course, doing those rotations helps enable each one of your team members to have a full domain expertise around the entire data science stack across all the business lines. So that's great to hear that you're building a powerful uh, embedded data science organization at Oxygen. And recently, your team, Ivy, uh, has announced a new product update. You've unveiled the new Elements program with Oxygen to offer loyalty and saving features to your debit cardholders. Could you share more 
with our audience about the Elements program. Yeah, sure. So we are super happy to announce that we launched a new product called Elements. So we are now offering four tiers of the with uh, increasing cashback, with different saving APRs, as well as other retail and travel benefits like priority pass, launch access, reimbursements on like digital subscriptions like Netflix and the Peloton Digital, as well as other travel insurance for those who are keen to get back out there. So with this launch, we provide uh, the debit card holder, the cashback on everyday spending items, now we are also offering all the millennials, Generation Z, who have steered away from credit cards, the same rewards and loyalty program offerings top tier credit card providers offer. I think there is a transition right now, like people are steer away from credit cards and our credit system is like decades old. And now I think with this, our new launch on our new product, you will see we are also testing the water and try to see whether this idea will be adopted, whether people will like this idea that a debit card can have the same benefits and same rewards, same cashback as a credit card before. So for us, as of today, like we already launched uh, more than a week and the growth is tremendous is exponential it's like way out of our prediction so just barely after two days of our launch the number of signups is the same it's like the same as the number of signups of the months before so we are gross like 30 times than what we have before. So I do see like people love the idea and I'm very excited that we launched it. And that's fantastic to see that from a business perspective, that Oxygen now has your elements program for the earth, water, air, and fire. But beyond that, I'm sure as the leader for data science, you're the chief data scientist at Oxygen. There might be a lot of you know bells and whistles going across where you're thinking, now we need to maintain analytics and data science and tracking around this new product, these features, ensuring we're preventing fraud, we're building good operations, scaling the product marketing and PLG motions there as well. So sounds like you have some uh, exciting new work for your two new team members and your current team with the Elements program. Yes, for sure. So like I mentioned, so even though I have this two new team member coming, we are still so small. Also, especially after the element launch, every single team now needs a lot of support in the data analytical part. They all need to track some kind of a KPI metrics, need some dashboarding support to help us understand how is the launch, why is it successful, where are we going like with this launch, how can we assign proper resources to to support the launch? So we are super busy with all these metrics. But on the other hand, uh, for a long run, we have many more features that we want to launch within this year. So for some of the features, we definitely need some preparation from the machine learning side. We need uh, build to uh, build a lot of a model, and also with as I mentioned, like with this launch. We have so many signups and the fraud department is also worried a lot. So there's always a tension between the fraud department and the marketing department and how can we best support them from the machine learning side to provide them the best prediction on the fraud uh, prevention. 
that is always a project we need to launch as soon as possible. And also, as you know, like we are going to write our Series B soon, and Series B is all about metrics. Whether your company is gonna be sustainable, like uh, what's your retention, what's your user growth, so a lot of those KPIs and the metrics are essential to not only our internal business but also to present to our VC. So with this uh, launch and within the next month, our team will be very busy to provide those uh, KPIs, metrics, and dashboarding to uh, the entire team. Yeah, so I think that's what we are going to do in the near term. Well, Ivy, I'm delighted to hear about the launch of the Elements program at Oxygen and the continued growth of your data science team. It sounds like as you're moving into the Series B and beyond, there's a lot of product-led growth and a lot of new access you'll be providing with Oxygen's product suite for millennials and Gen Z. Ivy Liu, the Chief Data Scientist at Oxygen, thank you so much for joining us on Humane. Thank you, David. It's an honor for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Humane Podcast. Did the episode measure up to your thoughts on ML and AI, data science, developer tools, and technical education? Share your thoughts with me at humanepodcast.com forward slash contact. Remember to share this episode with a friend, subscribe and leave a review, and listen for more episodes of Humane. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.